Come get loud and show the world the power of the pack for your USAS Huskies. All tickets and information at huskytickets.com. How's it going? It's Stacy. Uh, what are we here? It's Wednesday. Housekeeping, rush tickets, two of them to give away for Saturday's game against Panther City. It's Febtoberfest. It's going to be fun. Uh, they've got hot dogs on for two bucks. Beers for five. Hot dog eating champ Joey Chestnut's going to be there. That's going to be a great time. If you've never been to a rush game before, it, it's something you need to do. I got to give tickets to someone who'd never been before, and they're going to have a blast. I also have another pair of City and Color tickets to give away for February 14th at Sastel Center. So that's what's happening. Uh, also, is it fair to say that it's spring? Like, can we go there? Some parts of the province yesterday, I think it was Maple Creek, was like 21 degrees that's bonkers. Uh, let me just quickly go to the weather here. Um, for reference, in 1893 in Saskatoon, it was minus 48. But in 1931, it was plus 6. So those are the highest and lowest temperatures that we've been dealing with on this day previously. So, And the average uh, high, by the way, is minus 10. So we are definitely above average. I do want to complain just a little bit because, you know, that's what we do uh, when it comes to the weather. Loving the warmth. Really, honestly, it's fantastic. I'm wearing my fall jacket again. But this slop, I just, I can't handle it. I have a white vehicle for one thing. That's super annoying. Um, I mean, I don't hate my white vehicle, but it's just so dirty. And then, uh, yeah, just the slop with the shoes. I Maybe it's my own fault. I bought suede shoes. <laughs> they're boots, like winter boots, but they're suede. Not the greatest idea. Uh, but regardless, this sloppy weather and this weird puberty phase that we're in before it becomes spring. Oh, it's driving me crazy. I've got a four-year-old, too. She loves the slop. It gets it in the car. It's driving me bonkers. But anyway, like I said, loving the warmth, hating the slop. Being that we have had uh, such beautiful weather the last few days. Yesterday was gorgeous. Today is going to be nice again. Very melty, very sloppy. And just like that, it's pothole season once again. <laughs> and it seems, it seems a bit early, um, but it is that time, right, where... The snow was covering everything up and you live in this kind of, you know, world where you're just like, no, everything's just snow covered. And that's fine. Sometimes the roads have uh, exposed pavement, but a good portion of it is snow covered. And then once the snow melts, um, everything's revealed <laughs> that was covered up for so long. A lot of the big potholes are where work has been done, right? And they've made those cuts and they filled them in with gravel. And that's usually okay at the time. It's a temporary fix because they got to fill it properly later when the weather's right. And so then once it gets melty and gross, those utility cuts become treacherous. Holy smokes. Um, I saw one at Arlington and Louise, I believe it was. Just a big old... And they're not round, right? It's just a square hole. So you really have to be careful on those ones. Um, I follow a group on Facebook as well that shares road conditions and what have you. Big potholes at Confed Drive and Massey. Avenue H by Mount Royal. If you want to contribute and add some to the list, by all means, 9380963. Uh, we just have to remember that, of course, this is how it works. This happens every single year. The city does its best to make sure that they can fix those. It's that they have to wait um, for the appropriate conditions. Obviously, they could use a little bit more gravel in there right now just because they have been absolutely uh, washed out. 
But, uh, yeah, keep an eye on those potholes because they can be uh, pretty nasty. I saw a couple of damaged tires or the, the rims of the wheels were just destroyed. So keep an eye out. And if you want to share some of the bad ones, I can pass it on. 938-0963. Obviously, Super Bowl coming up February 11th. Um, it's a big day. It's a lot of fun stuff going on. Uh <laughs> But what's been happening uh, when it comes to the NFL, there has been so much discussion and it's all about the Taylor Swift situation and how they and I say they um, I'm just reading this from somebody's tweet, actually feeling bad for the Brad's Chad's and angry dads who uh, spent the year complaining about Taylor Swift interrupting their football. And, you know, when it comes down to it, the cameras go up to the box, you know, a couple times during the game. And, yeah, there is some verbal chatter about it. But guess what? Games are long. There's a lot of time to talk. They're still talking about the game. But what's really so, so cool is that there are a lot of dads speaking up on how this new addition of having Taylor Swift being at the games is improving their relationship with their daughters because they're actually now watching football together. Which is absolutely amazing. That one dad who had said, you know, he felt bad for the Brad's Chad's and angry dads. He said, um, my 14-year-old daughter who previously didn't care about football, and now it's a fun thing that we share together, which is freaking awesome. Um, another person said, the Taylor Swift effect, my 7-year-old daughter is demanding that we watch Kansas City football games. Another dad said, say whatever you want about Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift and the NFL. My 12-year-old daughter just asked me to point out Jason Kelson it spurred an entire conversation about why linemen have the numbers they do. So this is, it's so, so cool. Um, people always want, well, I shouldn't say people, but like CFL, for instance, they want a lot of younger viewers, right? And if the NFL can expand their viewership to involve or, you know, all of a sudden have younger girls watching the game, absolutely, why not? And it honestly can be helping fathers with relationships with their daughter. Uh, more power to it. I think that's absolutely Absolutely fantastic. Uh, so yeah, that's just my two cents on the situation. And I'm going to be watching Super Bowl as well. And I'm a girl, so whatever. I was mentioning in the news that the U of S is doing some demolishing uh, on the agriculture side of the property. <laughs> Uh, the dairy barn and silos were built in 1972 and they're being taken down right now. And I have to say, I was driving on Preston and like just right at Preston and College yesterday and I saw what was happening and my first instinct was, oh my God, the stone barn. They're taking down the stone barn. Oh my God. What? How come we didn't have a say in that? And I just, I was a little, uh, moved. I, I just was like, wow. I didn't think that that would happen. I thought there would be a bit more of a public, uh, you know, just sharing of information that, hey, this is going to happen. I remember hearing a while back that they've been talking about the stone barn because obviously it's super old. Um, and some of the uh, faculty students want to see it restored and maintained as part of the College of Agriculture because it is such a unique building. And then I, I read a little bit of information this morning and I was able to calm myself down because the dairy barn and silos, not the original stone barn. Uh, they have no cultural significance to the school. They haven't been designated as a historic site. So I'm not as upset as I was before. It's still sad to see it go because, you know, it was part of the landscape on that corner there when you drove by. That's why I said when I saw all of a sudden I was like, 
wait a minute something's missing and um it's not it's not the old stone barn Anyway, um, what is going to happen, they will be uh, discussing what should happen with the barn. They did a survey a while back, and hopefully they do end up restoring it um, and doing something really cool, like making it into a bit of a museum. I don't know. Maybe the fistulated cow can live there. (laughs) She's great. Six three Cruise FM variety that rocks. I was just talking to Todd at work here, and he said that song reminds him exactly of being at the water slides in North Battleford and seeing two people making out in the hot tub. So there you go. Every song has a memory attached to it, right? Uh, on the cruise Facebook yesterday, I was chatting about how you know it was uh, McRib Day yesterday, and it was all super exciting for a lot of people. I was, uh, I think, I would have been maybe a bit more excited if what they brought back after so long was the pizza. I was getting a little nostalgic for the old McDonald's pizza, and um, a lot of people were like, "Well, I don't know, I don't didn't really care for the pizza. It's McRib all the way." Um, I did mention also though those little chocolate chip cookies; those were so good. I don't know why they would get rid of them um but what i do see a lot of were people missing the arch deluxe and i have to say i've never had i didn't have an arch deluxe because back then i didn't like all those wonderful things on a burger and i looked it up because i wanted to know what it was about and it was basically like a burger specifically targeted for grown-ups so there was a new sauce for grown-ups onions lettuce tomato uh hickory smoked bacon cheese burger sweet extra fancy tomato ketchup and then i also while i was looking that up there was a whole article about the rise and fall of the arch deluxe because apparently uh it was like the most expensive campaign of mcdonald's not career but their existence when they were trying to save this burger because people weren't liking it there's so much involved in uh like the fast food industry it blows my mind the marketing the planning and all that kind of stuff so for those of you missing the arch deluxe who knows maybe they'll bring that back they have so many things they could bring back to make so many people so happy it's endless marketing you guys Over on the cruise Facebook page, I wanted to know, maybe you had some grievances you wanted to air. Get them off your chest with uh, your at-work pet peeve. We've got pet peeves in life in general. Sometimes those cross over into the workplace. Sometimes they're workplace-specific. Um, I For me, it's the dishwasher and dishes in the sink, which is a problem in people's households but also at work we have a lovely dishwasher that washes all of the dishes for us what a blessing we should be super grateful and so you walk into the kitchen and this morning i saw two cups in the sink and i was like oh that's crazy look over what a surprise the dishwasher's clean so whoever drank from those classes made the conscious decision to just put them in the sink and a not check the dishwasher and b noticing that it was clean not unloading it I can't explain to you how much that bothers me. Well, and so I ended up doing it this morning, really early in the morning. I don't even use the dishes here at work. I wash my own mug every morning, but I still did it. 
anyway, that's just me. Um, Leanne had said she's retired and it's a at-home pet peeve, but someone who refuses to eat off a paper plate and uses paper towel like it's going out of style. I can see that. Um, Haley said when new staff tell her how to do her job, uh, absolutely. This is a big one, too. Erin said people not changing out the water jug when it's empty and leaving like three sheets of toilet paper on the roll. Luckily, our toilet paper here is one of those like massive ones that the cleaners change out. So we don't usually run into a situation where we run out of toilet paper. Thank goodness. Max said dirty bathrooms. I can understand that. Uh, Jason, people who spend half their day wandering around. Every office has one of those people. The wanderer. Just rotating conversation to conversation, not exactly doing what they should. And that rolls into John's comment as well of lazy people. What's your outward pet peeve? Let me know. 938-0963 and uh, get it off your chest. I had seen this article talking about the uh, the downtown arena, which is a subject that we all love to discuss. It gets us riled up in one way or another. Um, the official design hasn't been unveiled yet, right? We've seen the outside of what it could look like incorporated into that parking lot. Um, but that actual official design should be released sometime next month. So like right away here. But technical documents released in a tender process have offered a little bit of a glimpse of what it could be like. And I love this kind of stuff. I love the like, ooh, here's what you can expect because then you start thinking about like going to games and stuff there are concerts uh phase one seating capacity of fifteen thousand nine hundred, with the potential for future expansion of the upper bowl by another 2100 seats for a total capacity of eighteen thousand, which is very decent for hockey it said the seating configuration in the lower bowl would have a capacity of like nine thousand. then they would make up um the seven thousand eight hundred general admission seats there's going to be club seats 48 luxury bunkers suites and then 24 theater boxes so a lot of attention to you know kind of the um exclusiveness of games because people are right up that like that's what people want they want clubs they want boxes and all that kind of fun stuff there would be a mid-bowl seating configuration as well with more luxury suites and then what did they call 64 loge boxes tables and chairs and stools that sort of thing club seats also included there again and yeah like i said there's nothing official yet but all this talk about like what it's gonna look like oh my god it gets me so excited i i'm excited for a downtown arena and i know it's a big deal it's a very very big deal that i am not a part of but i get to see it from the outside and you know follow along and and i like that journey if you're missing Husky games, you're missing out. Game schedules and tickets available at huskytickets.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.